Welcome to Clearing the Queue with Alex and Matt. Here's how it works. Each episode starts with a friend of ours signing into their Netflix account. Together, we scroll through their queue. Ultimately, we find a movie that's been on there a little too long, and we watch it together. The best part is that every queue is unique, so it tells a story about the person. Here's a question. Are we going to record ourselves talking about the movie during the movie? No, 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 no. This is not Mystery Science Theater 3000. It's uh, Clearing the Queue. A Netflix podcast. (laughs) Our guest this week is Michelle Lucchese. Hello, guys. Welcome to Clearing the Queue. (laughs) Thank you. I'm excited. This is a first. This is a Clearing the Queue first in a couple ways. First of all, we're not recording in our normal studio. No, we took it on the road. We are out here in sunny Playa Vista. There's a kid's birthday party happening outside. (laughs) There is. Which is awesome. I can't really hear it anymore, but maybe they'll make an appearance. (laughs) Uh, And also, we are not going to clear a queue today. No, we're going to, we're going to, we're going to do something new called queue beginnings. (laughs) We're going to build a queue. Yeah. But before we even get into any of that. Alex has been talking a lot of smack about thinking he knows more about the 90s than you do. Oh, no, no, no. No, it's impossible. He said he wanted me to come up with some sort of trivia to pit you guys against each other. You you came up with one that fast? No. Well, I walked in in and I saw that you you subscribed to Entertainment Weekly. I brought mine just in case there's going to be like technical difficulties and I need to like... Which there were. Right. But you subscribe, which is like an immediate kinship. How long have you been reading? Uh, When did you learn to read? I learned to read when... um, Yeah, I started getting Entertainment Weekly, I think when I moved to L.A. in 2005. Because as a SAG member, they started sending me some sort of crazy discount. So I think I get it for like $10 a year. Whoa. Yeah. Get me in. Yeah. Yeah. How do we join this SAG thing? Well, sure. See, so if you pay $3,000 to join SAG, then you get these $10 (laughs) subscriptions. It adds up Uh over time. It sure does. I wonder how much money you, Alex, have spent in your life on Entertainment Weekly. More or less than (laughs) $3,000. Might be. We're talking, you've probably been reading it for 20 years. Wow. Yeah. 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 Subscribing probably like for 17 of those. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The subscriptions range from like $15 to $30. Oh, so that's all? That's shout- <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. not as good as you thought. No. All right. Well, when Do my brother point. hears this episode, he can write in and tell us how much money Alex has spent. On <laughs> but I sort of hijacked your question. How long have you been reading that magazine? Entertainment Weekly? Yeah. Yeah, probably since like 2005. I love it. I still mm. love it because I think they it's still great. break news like the, in ways that internet still doesn't mm-hmm. and can't. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Michelle was also introduced to me as, as a rom-com expert. I am. That's true. And I'm wondering if you could just, just as a basis mm-hmm. explain like the difference between a chick flick and a rom-com. Oh. And I, mm-hmm. the, way I, the way I looked at it was that, you know, one... All, like you, it can, something that's a rom com can be a chick flick, but not yeah. all chick flicks are romantic comedies. Sisterhood of the Traveling Pants is not a rom com. It's a chick flick. But I'm curious yeah. if you group them together. I do. I do group them together, but that's a really good question because you could be distinctive about them, but I do group them together. Okay. Perhaps because my fiance is all about like the shoot 'em up kind of super violent movies. 
and very manly kind of stuff. And so anything that's not that is like a rom-com. But there's also like Bridesmaids is not a rom-com. That's a chick and flick. It's not a chick flick. It's a chick com. Oh, whoa. <laughs> it doesn't really whoa. flow off the tongue. Or a female buddy comedy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. A fuddle com. No. No. Um, should we tell her about the exciting surprise? Oh my god, I'm so excited. Yeah. yeah. There's wrestling. There's a plastic bag involved. Have you seen the movie American Beauty? I have. Alex, do you want to tell her what this is? Well, that's that's the one. That <gasps> we, the one, the only? We have some sad connections of ourselves. What? And one of those guys knows a guy. What? Had a discount. We get this bag oh my God. for every episode for just a nominal fee. The same <laughs> fee it costs to, to get an entertainment <laughs> weekly subscription. We get to rent <laughs> the actual American Beauty bag. But what we use it for, if you would reach around and feel in there, we... <laughs> <laughs> um, There's little slips of paper inside. I see them. Okay. Pick one out okay. and read it out loud. Okay. This is our way of getting to know you. Oh, have you ever walked out of a movie theater? Uh, it is very rare that I have walked out of a movie, but I did recently. I don't know anyone that always walked out of movie theaters. <laughs> yeah, I, I think I've done it twice in my life. All right, tell us about the most recent one. Henry, there's some new, the 3D, the 360 movie. Wow, that just came out. Yeah. That's what's, all, like, that, it's a first person hmm? movie. Oh, it's called like you've Dirty heard, Henry like, or it's called, Sad Henry or something. Hardcore Henry. Hardcore, yeah, hardcore Henry. Henry. Right, so, yeah, exactly. You've seen those first person yeah. shooter video games. They just said, let's make a movie that's that. Yeah. Hmm? And it wasn't for you? The concept was super cool, but it was disgustingly violent. Like, mm. so badly violent. And I was afraid, like, I get carsick after a while in the car, so I thought maybe I would feel carsick, and I didn't at all. They did a really great job of stabling, you know, it somehow. But I just, at one point, I just, like, turned to my fiancé, and I was like, I, I, I can't anymore with and the what blood and the gore. He's like, okay, cool, I'm sitting, like, I'm going to stay. Which, of course, like, I didn't yeah. want him to leave. He was so excited about right. it. Because that's totally his jam, but it is not mine. But we've established that he likes shoot him up. He so does. This must Did he... So after the movie, okay, so many questions. <laughs> what did you go do while he was still watching the movie? What did I do? I think I came here and I painted my nails, which I never do. Perfect. And I was like, yeah. You need to do the most girly opposite <laughs> thing to just purge yeah. hardcore. And so hardcore manicure. You came home. Yeah, I came home. Oh, wait, but first, before I did the nail thing, I stopped and got dessert. Amazing. I got, <laughs> I got some frozen chocolate. yogurt or something? It was this little chocolate thing called a budino at Life Kitchen. Mm. It was really good it's i have no idea what it's made of but it's tasty and so he had to find his own way home out when the movie ended well his own way home is like a block oh i see yeah it's all right there which is nice i'm curious what the other movie you walked out of was yeah just, me too because this one was a good one it was years ago as a kid i just can't remember i don't know Maybe kids it'll don't come really to watch out of mo- movies either i was like a teenager like, because like you gotta get that allowance it yeah costs money. yeah plus where are you gonna go well, you I, had to like call your parents to pick you up. This movie sucked, Mom. Come get me. Do you remember you, we used to go to the movies in Burlington and we would call our parents when the movie ended so that they'd come pick us up? Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's crazy. It is crazy. <laughs> and you call them from the phone. movie theater. Yeah, yeah pay phone at the movie theater. Because yeah. there was no way of finding out how long the movie was going right. to be. Right. And then you would, yeah, did you ever do the, the call ATT 1 800 collect? Like, you'd oh, yeah. Call, you, Mom, come pick me up. <laughs> Every time. Oh, I wish I had thought of that. That's amazing. 
That was a yeah, staple. Was, yeah, yeah, we used to. That's all. That's what we would do. Free calls. You're like, would you like to accept a call from Mom? Come pick me up. <laughs> then they'd say no, and then they'd pick you up. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Um, all right. Should we should we get to work on uh, on our special project? Yeah. Unless you want to talk more about rom coms. Can I, I answer one more question? Naturally. I got excited. Oh sure. You want to pick another question? Yeah. You're our second guest who has asked to pick another question. Really. And the first was Sue Kate. Oh, hi, she Sue really Kate. wanted to answer another question. So, um, will you finish a movie all the way to the end, even if you aren't into it? Yes, I will. Typically, that's yeah. kind of sort of related to the other question, but more about at home. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, I will because it's so much easier to just be like pause I'm yeah. out of here. Yep, especially if it's in your apartment, because you can like I will get up if I hate it. I'll get up and like walk around and do something, but out of respect for the filmmakers, you'll leave it on. It will leave it on. <laughs> yeah, yeah. There's the steps. The first step is you take out your phone. And you're <laughs> yeah. still watching the movie, but you're on your phone. Out of respect for the other screen actors, <laughs> right, right, right. <laughs> In the guild, <laughs> right. Yep. <laughs> exactly. I want to be part of a, some guild. You just want the discount. You could be in a guild. I just like guild. Like the, yeah, it's a good word. The guild. Mm. The really shoemakers guild. Yeah. The leather guild. The Joel Shoemakers guild. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So here's what we're going to do. Okay. Um, we're, gonna, we're, we're calling this Q Beginnings. Okay. Because this is the start of something great. The idea mm-hmm. is that uh, everybody uses their Q in different ways. Mm-hmm. And what we'd like to do is help make this queue work for you. So we're going to build you a queue right now. And okay. we have a, a finely tuned algorithm that we've developed. Ooh. And we're going to use that algorithm to come up with a list of at least five movies to add to your queue. Okay. And then once we have that, we're going to pick one of those to watch today. Fun. So the first question you need to answer is... What is the movie that you've seen the most times? Oh, I can answer that. License to Drive. I've never even heard of that. What? What is that? It's a Corey Corey movie from the 80s. Oh. Feldman and... Yeah, Feldman and Haim. I was obsessed with Corey Haim. That's actually how I got into acting. I was like a mega fan. I was in the fan club, had like... You know, the headshot signed and whatnot. Wow. Had sent away in the mail for the signed headshot. Yeah. Well, I have good news and bad news. Okay. <laughs> it's not in Netflix. Our algorithm involves entering movies into the <laughs> Netflix search field. And then when it recommends more like this, uh-huh. grabbing movies from that to add to your queue. Okay. License to Drive, not only is it not on Netflix, it's oh. not even in their database. <laughs> <gasps> that is so sad, you guys. Wow. Um, I'm glad we got to take this opportunity to talk about the two Corys. Okay. I do love them. But because we could type in Corey Haim. We could. Oh, we could just do is which of the Corys is it's Corey Haim, Haim is Haim. the one. It's Haim. Haim. Okay. Haim is yeah. Great Corey's. idea. Corey Haim is also not in their well, come database, on. but Corey Feldman is. Wait, how are you spelling Corey? C O R E Y. Uh-huh. And then H A I M. Yeah. Oh my god, I'm devastated. Yeah. I'm devastated. Um, <laughs> well, I'm gonna read you six okay. movies that Corey Feldman's in. Okay. <laughs> that wow. are on Netflix. Wow. Um one of them is called Hooking Up. It's rated one star <laughs> from two thousand nine. Oh. I think we should skip this one. <laughs> Should we move on to the next question? Yeah. See if we get any better luck. 
Yeah. Because this is a <laughs> this is an unexpected turn. Yeah. Okay. We're off to a great start. Yeah. <laughs> what is one movie that you thought you were going to hate but mm. ended up liking? There would have been like a dude. Um, Mission Impossible. I think I thought I was going to hate. One? Yeah, let's start with one. Oh, no. The other one. What was it called? Jack Ryan? Where he's like Shadow a... Shadow Recruit? Shadow the one yes. with Chris Pine? No, no. Sorry. The other Jack... Jack Reacher? Reaper. Reaper? Reacher. Jack Reacher. Reacher. Yeah, that one I thought I was going to hate. <laughs> what uh, it, I didn't see it. I just... It looked too generic for yeah. me. It was really good. There's something magnetic about him. And you just want to watch him on screen. But I still thought I was going to hate that movie. We do have a lot of titles related to Jack Reacher. Okay. And I want to point out that two of them are actually from the Jack Ryan. (laughs) 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 They have clear and present danger and the sum of all fears. Do you think that's just because they know that people are confused about Jack Ryan and Jack Reacher? Yes. So they just throw those two in here just in case? There's a, a bit of espionage, I'd imagine, in Jack Reacher. So yeah. maybe mm-hmm. there's just espionage is the buzzword. Or they're just, yeah. Mm. I, just want, I like saying espionage. I like espionage. Guilds. Guild. The guild of espionage. <laughs> so have you seen Clear and Present Danger? I have not. That's the one with Ford. Harrison, Harrison Ford. Ford, 1994. Yeah. Old handsome No man. interest? No interest. All right. Sorry. How about... And I think I might know where this is headed. Uh, the next one on here is Mission Impossible 3. Thumbs I, up? I would like to see that. I We're probably add have. We're going to this to your queue. Yeah, I you probably, probably have. have. But let's, let's see. We're going to add it anyways. I'm a um, big Mission Impossible I think that was fan. the one with, um, he was in Lebowski's. He oh. Was, he was Capote. Philip Seymour Hoffman. Philip yes. Seymour Hoffman, I think, mm-hmm. was the villain in he this is. one. And yep. Ving Rhames is also in this. Mm. Uh, okay, we're going to add this. Okay. And three was before Rogue Nation, right? Yeah, that's right. That was the most recent one. Yeah. When I was may not have Ghost seen Protocol? Three. The one before that. <laughs> <laughs> there are a lot of these movies. Mm-hmm. Um, for some reason, they're getting better. It's like the Fast yep. and the Furious movies. They like bottomed, and now they're just getting better. Mm-hmm. I haven't. I have seen nothing to add. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's let's. It's okay, like so we've got Mission Impossible here in um, reverse police. Academy. Yeah, yeah, in reverse. The next question is: What is the hardest you can remember laughing in a movie? Bridesmaids. So, for titles related to Bridesmaids on mm-hmm. Netflix, the first one they offer you is ABC Family's Revenge of the Bridesmaids. As if <laughs> <laughs> the subject matter is really what you're looking for no. and you don't care about anything else. No. So, we're going to skip that one. Um, <laughs> Legally Blonde. Oh, yeah. Is on this list. Big, big fan of Legally Blonde. The next one on this list is The Switch, Jennifer Aniston and Jason Bateman. Love that movie. Those, yeah, you're hitting like All two right, very here. big favorites. The next yeah. one on here is <laughs> White Chicks. I have seen it. Oh, you know what? White Chicks is a really good example of a movie I thought I was going to hate and loved. Mm. Yeah. It's funny because some of the movies that it's recommending to you, it also is saying aren't very good. <laughs> like it'll be like, did you like Bridesmaids? You should see Pretty Ugly People, which we think is a one and a half star movie. Pretty Ugly? I haven't heard of that one. Who's in that? 2009, Melissa McCarthy is in this. Mm. When chronically overweight Lucy invites her old college pals to Montana because time is running out, the friends assume Lucy is at death's door. This movie is heartfelt and feel good. Hmm. It's an independent comedy. broke out with Bridesmaids. That's when people found out she was... Really funny. She was in yep. Mike and Molly before yep. that, but yep. 
started to do the thing. Mm-hmm. What's the difference Girls. between Mike and Molly and the middle? I've never seen Mike and Molly. Mike and Molly's like the king of queens. Okay. Oh. It's just like two adult people that don't have kids that are doing things. Uh-huh. And the middle is about like, it's like, remember Malcolm in the middle? They're like, let's remake that. But Without no. Malcolm. <laughs> <laughs> um, have you seen The Rebound? No. Catherine Zeta-Jones and Art Garfunkel. <laughs> that definitely is not of any interest. <laughs> and I love Art Garfunkel's music, but I can't imagine, can't imagine Bridge Over Trouble Water, like, in person. <laughs> How about About a Boy? I did not this see is, that. Is that with Michael Douglas? No, About a Boy is Hugh Grant. Hugh Grant. And he's got a kid. It's basically his big daddy. Yeah. Hip, irresponsible Londoner Will invents an imaginary son and starts attending single-parent meetings to find available women. Mm-mm. Any I'm... interest in this? Yeah. Hugh, Hugh Grant yeah. is in over Hugh his Grant. head. Hugh Grant is on mm-hmm. the Mount Rushmore of uh, rom-coms. And this is from 2002, so this is he was at his the peak of his powers. Mm. I loved, um, what was that Christmas movie that he's in where he's... Love Actually. Oh, it's so amazing. Yep. That's probably one of my favorite rom-coms of all time, too. I always say that it's the one that guys are most mm-hmm. receptive to, to be into, yeah. Mm-hmm. I have a question. Mm-hmm. What's your favorite Tom Hanks movie? Ooh. Forrest Gump. Still Forrest Gump. You won't be surprised to hear what movies Netflix recommends <laughs> if you tell it you like Forrest Gump. Okay. So stop me when I get to one that you haven't seen. <laughs> okay. Goodwill Hunting. Scene. The Truman Show. Scene. Shawshank Redemption. Scene. American Beauty. Scene. The Boy in Striped Pajamas. Have not seen. The son of a Nazi struggles to make sense of the war, especially after he meets a mysterious boy in the woods. Okay. I've heard... What? No, no interest. Okay. <laughs> There's a, the next movie on here I've never seen. Hmm. It's Armageddon. You've never seen Armageddon? No. Nope. So oh, it's that might so be solid. what we have to watch. I don't want to close seen it. my I know, eyes. I have this. I own the soundtrack. Oh, uh, everyone's really funny in that. Mm-hmm. It's like you, that you're gonna see. I don't even want to tell. Like, they, yeah. Owen Wilson's in it. You didn't even realize Owen Wilson's mm-hmm. in it. Fuck it. I'm gonna add it to your list. Yeah, do it. It's so good. Have you seen Braveheart? I have. I haven't. <gasps> what? Daddy, I haven't. You seen need it to be building. You haven't seen queue. it either. No. What? I, we should be building our cues wow. as well. Wow. <laughs> well, no. this leads. Well, to our next question, mm-hmm. which is, what's a movie that we should add to our queue? A rom-com? Sure. I think, have you guys seen Legally Blonde? I, I have. have. You have? Okay. But only the first seen, one. I haven't seen Legally Blonde 2, Red, White, do, and Blonde. Do not waste your time <laughs> on that one. That, that's a total waste of two hours. Have you seen Miss Congeniality? Probably. Miss Congeniality is mm-hmm. the answer to what movie oh, did yeah. I think I was going to hate and ended up And Ah, oh, nice, yeah. nice. Don't see the second one. Ar- Armed and Fabulous? Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah, it's just, it's a bad copy of the first one. This knowledge of sequels is really coming in handy. What about like mermaids or like fried green tomatoes? <gasps> oh, or yeah. beaches? Beaches, yes. Hmm. <laughs> Yeah, you've seen or all of those? Steel Magnolias. Steel Magnolias is great. I haven't seen any of those. Steel Magnolias. If, okay, if you have to pick one of those that you just mentioned, Steel Magnolias. Put it in. Mm-hmm. When I put Steel Magnolias into our um, mm-hmm. generator, <laughs> what it spat out uh, first Forrest was uh, Mona Lisa Smile. 
Don't okay. Know. Have you seen a little bit of heaven? No. Who's that? Huh. That is Kate Hudson. After learning that she has terminal cancer, a spirited young woman thinks she's finished with love forever, but her heart has other ideas. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds what? good. I would watch that. <laughs> I'm adding this. I'm a little Great. embarrassed, but I would no, watch no, that. No, you would, and I'm gonna, I'm gonna even, I'm gonna more like this that movie and see where that, because that's been our first hit, I think. That reminds me of like Sweet November. Did you guys oh, yeah. see that? Keanu yeah. Reeves. Yeah. yeah. I have uh, Love Keanu. Yeah. <laughs> I'll see him in anything. I know, right? I got oddly sucked into that Keanu Reeves Bullock like sequel where they're like it's a lake house where they're passing yes. notes through decades. The lake, the lake house. house, yeah. A little bit of time travel that, yep. with no uh-huh. real time travel that right. I really like that. Um so we have about a boy, we have Mission Impossible Three. Mm-hmm. We have I I wrote Pretty Ugly People, which is that Melissa McCarthy movie. Yeah, yeah. I would see that. So we'll put that in um and then what you just said, Kate Hudson. Oh, a little bit about, of heaven. Yeah, a little bit of heaven. <laughs> Who's the male lead in that? Uh, Gael Garcia Bernal. Really? I don't know. Is that how you say that? Huh. I don't know. That's Kathy, the Kathy uh, Motorcycle Diaries guy, right? Oh, yeah. Oh, this guy. I know that guy. I have a hard time believing it. Also looks like Whoopi Goldberg maybe plays God in this movie. Oh, I do like it when Whoopi Goldberg plays God. That's fun. I'm not hundred percent sure. I'm a little tired of that trope. <laughs> <laughs> That's a Netflix category. <laughs> well, when Whoopi I watched The God. Craft on Amazon Prime, yeah. uh-huh. there is because you watch The Craft, and it's just like all these satanic like oh yeah movies. Oh, wow. Like I just wanted to watch The Craft. Get out of my head. <laughs> I'm gonna put Skeet I'm gonna, Ulrich movies. Oh. I'm gonna add one more little dollop to our. To our generator. Okay. Because you said, I'll watch anything that Sandra Bullock is mm-hmm. in. Okay. Andrew Barrymore. So, well, yeah. you said Sandra Bullock. Uh, yeah, but both. Mm-hmm. Actually, maybe we should do Drew Barrymore. For Sandra Bullock, only three movies come up on Netflix, which I don't oh. believe this, but the three that comes up are While You Were Sleeping, mm-hmm. The Prince of Egypt, and Minions. Drew Barrymore has a lot more hits. Drew Barrymore has a lot of stuff. Have you seen Charlie's Angels? Of course. I own it. Have you seen Charlie's Angels 2? Yes. Full Throttle? Yes, of course. Have you seen own Confessions well. of a Dangerous Mind? No, I haven't seen that. Oh. I that didn't... is Sam Rockwell, Drew Barrymore, George Clooney. Hmm. Trash TV maven Chuck Barris has a big secret. He's a CIA assassin who kills while escorting his game show winners on their vacation prizes. Ooh, that sounds fun. That does sound fun. Yeah. squint (laughs) well because then i i kept reading and it and it says director george clooney also stars in this biopic alongside and then i was like shit it's a biopic he hates biopics oh really yeah he just recently stopped calling them biopics (sighs) that's not true that was like six years ago okay (laughs) (laughs) um but I do. There is one category of biopics that I'm not against, which is ones where I have like never heard of the person before. So this would fall into that. Hmm. What's that one called? Confessions of a Dangerous Mind. So what are we thinking? We've got we've got a nice little list here. Yeah. A little bit of heaven about a boy. Mission Impossible Three. Confession of a Dangerous Mind. And I feel like I'm. And I added pretty our, ugly people. Pretty ugly people. And I also I added Armageddon. <laughs> That's Don't just for me. Blow. Any of those jump out? Any of those seem like things you, you what really are the, yeah. want to watch What's the toughest today? choice? I think the last two are popping out the most. Which were they? 
Pretty the, Ugly People's mm-hmm. the the Melissa McCarthy mm-hmm. and Confession of a Dangerous Mind. What about Little Bit of Heaven? Little Bit of Heaven. Yeah, the three of those actually. All right. So Alex, yeah. I've got I've got news for you. Okay. Alex subscribes to Rotten Tomatoes. Oh. He's, he he believes in what they're putting out. Nice. They we sometimes we play a little over under game. Yeah. So I just put a little bit of heaven into Rotten Tomatoes. Mm-hmm. Do you want to guess what the tomatometer? Sure. What oh percentage? no, Alex. Yeah. No, both of you. So it's a Kate Hudson movie that a rom com lover mm-hmm. didn't hear of. Never heard of. This movie was is probably pretty bad. I'm going to mm-hmm. say this is like a 42 or less. Isn't it the higher the number, the worse the movie, or is it the no, lower? 100% no, 100% is No, 100 is perfect. Zero perfect. is not perfect. I think it's like 40 or below. Okay, so I'm going to say 23%. Oh. Because if I haven't heard of it, there's something very wrong. 4%. <gasps> oh wow! Oh. If it's under 10%, that's yeah. going to get immediate. Yeah. Wow. So... That maybe is not our no. best call. What is the critics' consensus? Up. I love when it's that bad. Um, the little two-sentence summary. No consensus yet. Okay. Hmm. There are 54 reviews counted. All right. Are uh, all of them like angry and? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> what was the net? What were the other two? Confessions of a Dangerous Mind. That's the Clooney mm-hmm. by Clooney about some guy. That seemed exciting. Until I found out it was a fucking biopic. <laughs> <laughs> Seventy-nine percent. Huh. What do you have against biopics? It's two things. Mm-hmm. The first is if it's about a famous person that I know stuff about, mm. then I know what's going to happen. Mm. And then second, in order to tell the story of someone's whole life in like a hundred minutes, mm-hmm. you end up just not ever really getting that deep on any one part. You're just going to like, I know it's going to start when they're a kid. I know they're going to be really old when it ends. Mm. And then you're just kind of like flying by. It's like a highlight reel. Mm. And I never like really sit down and get those like big, you know, the details that I want. I think I have a movie that's going to change your perspective on that. Great. It's new. I just went to a film festival and okay. met the filmmakers for this, but it's called The Lennon... The Lennon Report, okay, about John Lennon, uh-huh. but it's from the perspective of his doctors and nurses, and so hmm. it's their story of what happened. Interesting. Yeah, it's a, but it's not a documentary. No, it's not a documentary. It's a narrative. It's a narrative, but that's all. Is that even a biopic? You're right. That might be know. what gets me. Yeah, all right, maybe it isn't, interest. but that's true. Maybe it wouldn't be categorized as a biopic. Well, what are categories, anyways? Yeah. What's the last movie? <laughs> Pretty Ugly People. Oh mm-hmm. yeah. No score yet. Oh, curious. So you guys choose between those two then. <laughs> Putting it on you. <laughs> what I'm curious about was so what I'm curious about this Melissa McCarthy movie is, you know, like uh, now that she's all the movies she's in, she's doing the same thing, right? right. So in 2009, it'd be nice to maybe see her do some uh, being do, like, yeah. done something yeah. different. She kind of did like what the Jack Black thing was like. Yep. Let's put Jack Black in this, and now it's a Jack Black movie. Right. And now it's like mm-hmm. a Melissa McCarthy type. Yeah. Yeah. So maybe she was. Potential. That might be really interesting to see. Yeah. I like the idea. I feel like we came into today and very quickly Melissa McCarthy established herself as a theme of this episode. She did. And in a way that George Clooney didn't. Okay. That's very true. So <laughs> This also gets you out of seeing a biopic. Yeah. yeah. All right. I'll do anything. I'll talk to talk my way out of a biopic. All Let's right. do it. Let's see Pretty Ugly People. Okay. Um, our listeners at home are going to get to hear the trailer. And we're going to watch this movie and then we'll come back and talk about it. Nice. Hi, 
I'm Lucy. And I was fat. But I did have five very pretty friends. Becky, Ray, George, Trevor, and Austin. Hello? It's Lucy. Lucinda Lucy? How are you? I don't have a lot of time, Becky. Can you help me, please? What's wrong with her? She was vague, but real upset. She's pulled the death card, George. We gotta go. Okay. You're so noble to rush to her side like that. That's what life's about, right? I reckon y'all are the friends of Miss Lucy. Hello. Welcome to the Holland Lake Lodge. It's me. Lucy's planned a four-day hiking trip for us. We don't have clothes for this. Well, I find my way Got about eight miles a day ahead of you. Look, it's six out. I, I six know out. Does. Doesn't a poolside daiquiri sound good right about now? It's not a contest. No, I, I George, just stay perfectly still. We only came here for you. I don't like your friends. Welcome to Cafe Passive Aggressive. When's the part we start having fun? It's warm! <laughs> <laughs> I've never told anybody that before. Uh, I don't need to hear this. Black people haven't been camping since the Underground Railroad, and you ain't Harry Well, we watched it. Okay, how much do you regret not go, never go against Hugh Grant in his prime? Because <laughs> oh. when yeah. when did when did this movie start to like turn bad? About yeah, fifteen minutes in. I mean, we were we were trying at the beginning. We were just like trying to figure out what was going on, who yeah. was who, and as soon as we figured out who was whom, then we realized, oh boy, that's it, huh? That and the tone was written. Like right through the end was hard to tell. What yeah. The t- so we usually start off by doing a little recap, plot recap, where yeah. we try to just quickly say what happened in like a minute or less, so that we don't need to then like slog through the plot. This was about Lucy. Lucy played by Missy Pyle, who I'm sure you've seen because she's like a character actress. Most recently, she was the reporter, the sort of journalist in Gone Girl. I remember her from Dodgeball. She was like the big Russian oh. with the unibrow. Oh, yeah. It's like, she plays Lucy. Lucy. She plays Lucy, who was overweight for her entire life. Yep. And has this group of college friends who were all thin and pretty. Mm-hmm. And although mostly male. Flash forward, not quite sure how many years later. <laughs> Five, 10, 15 years later. She calls them all crying, says, I don't have much time left. I need you to come to my cabin so we can say goodbye or something. In Montana. In Montana. And they all sort of begrudgingly show up. They're like, she's pulled this before. And it turns out... She's hot. She's hot. She was... She's all thatted. Yeah. (laughs) She's all thatted herself. Yeah. She totally did. Um, And that what she wants to do is go on this four-day hiking trip with all of them to lose the last four Her whole world perspective changed. Anyways, none of them are happy to be there. They're all basically just mean to her and each other for life has days. changed them along the hike it, it turns out that they're all unhappy in the relationships they're in well, so there's many three struggles one is struggling with their the their black identity there's <laughs> someone struggling with their gay identity and then there's overweight and infidelity yep mm-hmm. all these issues are wrapped up and 
in a non-taut way. Yeah, and then she reveals to the one of them who is straight and single that she's a virgin, and so they hook up. And then, when just everybody's just couldn't be hating each other anymore, then they get into a bus accident, <laughs> two people die, and then all is forgiven, and then now they have nothing to fear, and now they can go back to being friends forever. Oh, wait, what's his butt died? I mean, I know Richard died, but the, the other... The bus driver. Oh, the bus driver. Yeah, right. Who, he doesn't really matter, but he did right, that's technically it. die. You perfectly the described the tone. And you did a two-movie <laughs> description. At the very oh, beginning right. of it, you said, so it's Shallow Hal meets the Big Chill. Mm-hmm. And almost tonally, it, it lines up pretty perfectly. Yeah, Thanks. couldn't quite make up their minds. <laughs> oh, and it's also animated at the beginning and at the end. Yeah. Inexplicably, mm-hmm. and th- this is super indie. This is re- to the point where it's hard to find a lot of information mm. about the movie. Um, it made. Do you guys want to guess how much it made? Did it make money? Four hundred thousand dollars. <laughs> no, it made six thousand dollars. Oh, oh, wow. Yeah, so it got its indie the- theatrical success. It, it it said for for a movie that no one knows anything about, especially because it's pre Melissa McCarthy uh, bridesmaids. Yeah, mm-hmm. that. It was somewhat of a critical success among the indie circuit. I looked up all that stuff. So there's there's a there's nice. a couple of cool through lines. So it was directed by this guy Tate Taylor. Mm-hmm. You Google him. He directed The Help, the movie The Help with Octavia Spencer. He wrote oh. it as well, didn't he? He adapted it. It was he a book it. that he adapted. Uh-huh. Um, They're friends, I believe. So he, there, he was the creative through line, and now mm-hmm. he he also directed the James Brown biopic oh. get on up <laughs> um which uh so he, there's some talent there yeah mm-hmm. and uh yeah that's all, that's all i got about him okay yeah uh, that's pretty good yep i wonder if this is a personal story for him and that's why it came out the way it did here's you know? the thing it does feel like a personal story mm-hmm. but also like so many of the details are wrong like what it's what it's like to actually go through like You're gastric right. bypass surgery like it it felt like it was written by somebody who has no idea what that's actually You're right. like. right, yeah. Like a friend of his went through it maybe, maybe or something. So I was looking up to see what, what stuff was. Uh, so Melissa McCarthy is in Bridesmaids in 2011. Mike and Molly's in 2010. This was 2009. So this is mm. her last time we see her before. Yeah. And she, she was very good in this. She was. Some other movies you might not realize. She was in, so because like acting wise, like she was in Charlie's Angels and bit parts that you probably, Oh. she was in The Kid. And she was in Go, the movie Go. Like she, hmm. And like really? movies like that, that she yeah. would just have like these one-off hmm. things. And Missy Pyle has just been around for a long time in oh, a she's lot great. of things. TV things, yeah. movie things. And I feel like Missy Pyle is a person like Melissa McCarthy, were she given the right vehicle, would be as big as Melissa McCarthy is. She just hasn't had the bridesmaids role yet. You know, mm. right? This isn't, was not isn't it. Her th- I mean, like her thing is that no. she's a lot taller than most actresses, yep. and she's got like the really strong, bitchy thing, going big on. eyes. Like, yeah. so she's mm. got like a. I feel like if if like something like Bride Wars, like she might have been good in in a role like that where she's fighting someone at the same level, but she's like she is just intimidating the way she is. You know, I don't know. Like that would be fun. She's just so funny. So one of the questions I had written mm-hmm. down coming into this was mm. about what the best on-screen chemistry you've ever seen between so it's good that we sort of have to talk about how the how miscast everything was mm-hmm. yeah. and how the chemistry is what killed it so what is the best on-screen chemistry you've okay. ever seen because mm-hmm. there was really not much of that here Mm-mm. Mm-mm. uh my answer would be some kind of wonderful i love eric stoltz and 
Mary Stuart Masterson together. I, that's a deep pull. I, yeah. Mm. There's this this ending scene that has a great uh, version of Can't Help Falling in Love. It's like mm. an Irish, you know, version mm-hmm. of it. And uh, I remember watching that over and over as a kid. Like, I would just, like, rewind. Like, that was my classic thing with rom-coms. You have to, like, rewind the kissing part at the end, you know? <laughs> You're, like, 12 years old, like, oh, it's so great. You know, so that was uh, something that I rewound a lot. The well, first one that comes to mind is Andrew Garfield and Emma... Stone in the Spider-Man movies. Oh, There's... and they're an actual couple too, aren't they? Mm, see, it yeah. is. Like it would, something that blurs the lines, right? You know what would be a great top ten list? Movies featuring like couples, like that were actually couples. Yeah, that you know? turned into a couple. Yeah, Ooh, or yeah. like yeah, either ones that started like. You know oh, what I mean? Oh, the Notebook. But, oh, the Notebook. McAdams. Yes, McAdams and and Brian Gosling. Oh my God, that's the best on hands down, hands down. Did they best. ever take it? They did. They took it. They took it on after they did hmm. for a bit. They were a couple for I want to say like two years after that, and then it got ugly. It was like unclear why it was ugly, but it was ugly. Bummer. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but that I mean, there's that amazing like. That was another rewind scene where like they come together. Have you guys seen the notebook? No, and if you said to me, name <laughs> a, a chick flick, uh-huh. I would say the notebook. Yeah, yeah. Any Nicholas Sparks. Um, but there's a there's a scene where they come together. I don't want to ruin it for you because mm-hmm. you must see it. Sure. Um, <laughs> you're like, no time yeah, soon. Yeah, I'll see it. But the the poignant part is really, really great. And you can just tell there's so much chemistry between them. You can tell that they were like working on that off screen that that was you know yeah so this movie it had a double problem which is Mm -hmm. like they the characters didn't have chemistry the two Mm -hmm. couples but also the writing didn't really give them any opportunity like the two couples that showed up in this movie were both just at odds from the beginning Mm -hmm. like we didn't get to see them like as good functional couples they just show up bickering Mm -hmm. from the first scene so it's hard to establish chemistry with with that kind of you know, plot. Well, and it's hard for us to like them too because totally. of the bickering. There just yeah. was right. no redeemable quality. And then, quality. like, I kept wondering, like, how how often had they this group of friends been in touch? The closest thing I got was Melissa McCarthy's character Becky says it had been twelve years since college. So twelve years is like oh, right in okay. that range we were kind of guessing. Yeah. Okay, twelve years. So they're yeah. So, so they're, they're like thirty four. Yeah. Yeah. Which seems yeah ballpark right. This movie followed the number one cardinal rule mm. of. Indie filmmaking. Answer questions. Which is, it did answer a lot of questions, but, um, which is, the entire soundtrack sounded like Sufjan Stevens. Oh, yeah. I didn't like the music. It's part of what, like, made the tone so weird. Yeah. Mm Because they would go super, super serious with the piano music. Totally. Mm -hmm. Indie heartfelt. Mm -hmm. And then, yet have Melissa McCarthy being knocked over by waves at the very Mm -hmm. end. Or have, like, the, uh, when... When Missy Pyle starts, like, actually has her forty-year-old virgin sex scene, it's like just this cartoony, like, <laughs> yeah. oh, wha- super wha- weird. Wha- yeah, <laughs> yeah, super weird. Like the the bit where she's like in the trees and they're doggy style. Like, yeah. I just I didn't need it, and I also was just like uncomfortable by it. And I'm not like weird about that stuff, but it just yeah. it made me feel weird for a second. I was like, mm. this just felt disjointed. Mm-hmm. Felt like may- maybe there were different people who had different ideas of what genre film they were trying to make mm-hmm. well and i wonder also if they were if there were times where they only had certain people for certain times and you know you'll notice like the scenes were just like a little disjointed yeah jack you know? noseworthy there were 
<laughs> Jack Nelson is an actor who I love just because of this show he was on called Dead at 21 on MTV. Oh. And he was in this, and there would be stretches of time. The whole thing is them on this hiking trip, so they're all together the whole time. But he would just disappear from scenes. Mm-hmm. And I was like, all right, well, he was doing something else that day. <laughs> this was a movie where, uh, Michelle, you said that you would probably be up cleaning halfway mm-hmm. through, mm-hmm. but you would have kept it on kept out of respect on. For yeah. the mm-hmm. the filmmakers, yeah, mm-hmm. me. And, but it was also for us. We were, it was the kind of movie where quickly we we're like, we can just talk through this and like crack <laughs> right. jokes, and that made it more fun for <laughs> us. Made it much more fun. We're gonna we're we're each gonna give this a star rating. Okay. So now that you have a cue, now mm-hmm. that we've right. built this cue for you, thank you. You've got some cue horizons. <laughs> um, we need to tell Netflix what we thought of this. Okay. And you can give it zero, one, two, three, four, or five stars. Can I give it a one and a half? You can't technically give half stars. Okay. However, it's like out this of movie is so clearly a, a one and a half. <sighs> it is. That, I mean, I'll allow it. What do we care? You're not. <laughs> I mean, literally, no. We can't literally give right. it one and a half on this on this laptop. But I'll, I'll accept that answer. <laughs> the only reason I'm giving it a one and a half is because it had a beginning, middle, and an end. Mm-hmm. You know, so that that's where the half is going, and also my respect for Octavia Spencer, right, and and like um, Missy Pyle, and for Melissa McCarthy yeah. and Allison Janney, but uh, Jack Noseworthy and Jack Noseworthy, <laughs> but it just I, I, like it was very hard to watch. Yeah, for me, I would love to give it a one and a half. Um, we recently watched Outside Providence, oh, which was so bad, and I gave that one star. <laughs> And this just wasn't as bad. This, as much as yeah. it was a mess, yeah. it wasn't unpleasant. This wasn't to watch. as bad. Mm-hmm. It, was, it was a fun ninety minutes. Yep. So this is. I'm going to give this two stars. Wow. Uh, I'll go the same way. I have to give it two specifically because we just watched the worst movie <laughs> ever. Which is that one didn't make sense. This one made a little bit more sense. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I wouldn't recommend this to anybody. No, yeah. agreed. Maybe just M- Missy Pyle fans. You got anything else? That's it. All right, we've got good news for you. Although, <laughs> I have a Netflix. Even cue. though, even though mm-hmm. your queue is small, yes, mm-hmm. you still, after seeing this movie, mm-hmm. are one step closer to clearing the queue. That was clearing the queue. If you have heard anything you like or know that we were just dead wrong about, you can email us at uh, clearingthequeue at gmail.com. Q is spelled Q-U-E-U-E. That's a tough one. And if your thoughts are funny, we'll read it on air. Follow us on Twitter at CTQ Podcast, Instagram at clearingthequeue, Facebook.com slash clearingthequeue. Subscribe on iTunes. Yeah, subscribe on iTunes. <laughs> I don't know how you do that. <laughs> <laughs>